Tim Damon, CEO, President, Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce, joins us. Hey, Tim, maybe you come on sometime. We do the show outside, face to face, me and you, huh? Hey, man, that would be uh, that would be awesome. Nothing like great. that time in uh, in the summer, right? Come on. All right. And so here's a question for you. Uh, we're going to be talking here in a little bit after the top of the hour next hour. Den- Denise uh, Donahue, the CEO of the County Roads Association uh, here in Michigan. I'm going to talk about how that affects business maybe with you. You know, we've got the, the 127 thing. And w- what do you tell your members? What do you guys talk about at the Chamber of Commerce as far as when a, a, a road is going to reroute different traffic and stuff? That mean, that's a lifeblood to business, isn't it? Well, I mean, after you got the Internet, but you need people in the door. Well, you know what you do, and, and it's unique because we were, you know, talking with MDOT officials and, and some city folks as well on this 127 project. You know what that's going to do, Mike? That's going to take a lot of people off of 127 and put them on the uh, Pennsylvania and Cedar Street corridors coming into the city. And so it, it it's kind of like a little bit of a reverse effect on, on that project, <laughs> we, we think, you know, that it might actually... Uh, it might actually have a positive impact uh, during that construction cycle. But, um, you know, I, I look forward to listening to Denise when she's on and talking about we, we partner with them over the years on a lot of road funding and, and priorities. And, I mean, I think it gets down to this. It's like, you know, we, we can't seem to find that funding formula that works for both local roads and state roads and the interstate system. And we've been an organization, and there have been others as well, that have talked about this Public Act 51, which is the funding mechanism. And, it needs to be changed because our, our local roads continue to crumble and there's no dollars going towards fixing fixing those those roads. And so, yeah. um, you know, people continue to get frustrated uh, and seeing large uh, redevelopment projects on the interstates and bridges, which are desperately, desperately needed, but yet they're, they're road in their neighborhood and, and some of the main corridors here are continuing to crumble. Yeah, you know, talking about uh, the increased traffic on local roads, uh, and, and it's good for business. You know, you want the more cars going past you. Well, how about parking though? That's a, that's going to, that's always a challenge no matter what. And now you got extra cars. Is that many? Is it going to be that much of a challenge? Big of a deal? Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends on who you talk to in the parking. You know, the city just wrapped up uh, a pretty comprehensive parking study, especially for the downtown area. I, I have a copy of it. I have not had a chance to kind of go through it yet, but, uh, I mean, I think parking will always be a challenge. I say this about parking. We all travel to larger metropolitan areas and, and large cities, and when parking is an issue, that's a good thing. I look at it. There's people. There's vibrancy. There's energy and, and whatnot. And so, I mean, I think we need to have some solutions probably to, to parking and how, we, um, and how we are ticketing folks, especially downtown. Um, but I think overall parking is going to always be a challenge, and I think sometimes it, uh, it, it can be a good challenge for uh, municipalities and cities to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Double-decker parking. That's just an idea I had a few years ago. I have never really patented it. You know, you have, okay, so let's say you have a parking spot on the street. Then you have uh, like an elevated thing, kind of like at your garage where they get underneath it for checking the oil and stuff. Or not checking the oil, but changing oil and stuff. All right, so you got that. So all you do is you push the button, the little ramp comes down, you pull your car up, and now you're parked up above somebody else. Come on, Tim, are you in? I think that I think that exists, doesn't it? Seems like I've seen that somewhere in Chicago, no. someplace over the years. Yeah, no? Chicago doesn't know. No, they have no idea what to do with parking. 
Oh, God. Chicago. Don't get me started on Chicago. Tim David, Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce. From parking to roads to uh, traffic in and out of the door. Man, it's uh, what else you got going on? What's coming up this week? What's exciting in your life? Well, you know what? We're um, we're continuing to follow uh, you know, some of the, the downtown developments here, and, and you and I have talked a little bit about that. I know you talked with Mayor Shore as well, and so we're we're looking forward to um, to getting those state dollars uh, that were appropriated last budget cycle and getting them put to to work on some new housing projects uh, downtown and some other developments. Um, you know what? I think one of the things I'm I'm really excited about is next week we're going to launch our uh, 2024. We're calling it the Chamber. Town Hall series. It's going to be a um, busy, busy year election-wise, and uh, we're going to be bringing in a number of current uh, elected officials as well as a number of folks that are running for some offices as well. So we're going to kick that off next Tuesday. We'll have a former U.S. Congressman Pete Meyer from um, from Grand Rapids. We'll, we'll be over doing a roundtable with uh, some of our members, and uh, Pete's running for that um, open U.S. Senate seat that Debbie Stabenow currently holds, and so it's going to be a competitive. Uh, Republican primary, and I think even on the Democratic side as well. And so we're kicking that off next week, and that um, getting good uh, good traction from a lot of uh, other business leaders here in the community. Exciting, Tim Damon, Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce. If you are a small business person, even a heck a big business person, and uh, you're looking for support, you're looking for advocacy, uh, just a sense of belonging. And exchange of ideas. I think that's one of the things we missed, Tim. Talking about the Chamber of Commerce is the exchange of ideas. That's one of the big benefits to having a Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce, isn't it? Well, it is. You know what? Our, when, when we talk to our members and, um, and we're going through some strategic planning now and the surveys and it continues to come back, it's, it's that connectivity and being connected to other you know, like-minded individuals and the diversity of our, our business community here and you know, you talk about small businesses. We've kind of been going through some of the data and looking at where we are right now. About 80% of our members are 50 employees and less. And so, you know, we truly are a represent, uh, you know, small businesses here. And I think it's a good snapshot of our region as well. I think we're made up of uh, of hundreds and hundreds of, um, of of small businesses. And and I think, you know, sometimes they, they get lost, I think, in the, in the headlines. And they continue to grow at jobs. And, you know, they have the same struggles that uh, that large employers, you know, do as well every day. What about somebody who's just a husband and wife or just a single person in business? I mean, they'd be welcomed in, I'm sure. But, you know, somebody with a – somebody with, like, say, an Etsy site. I don't mean to chuckle. My daughter has one. But is, does that count? Oh, with, without question. I mean, I think it's um, – you know, I, I always say this to, to folks. There's, there's two things. One, if you're – if you're doing business in this region, I mean, we are a great spot for you to, to meet and, and connect with a, with a lot of people. But if you're here and you have a business here, you know, you're reliant upon this region being vibrant and being an attractive place for people and, and the economy and all of those types of things. And those are the, the areas that uh, not only the Lansing Regional Chamber, but, but every chamber around, uh, around the state and around the country are working on. You know those same issues and making regions very attractive for business to you know to grow and uh, and um, and provide jobs and so we, we welcome it to the sole uh, sole proprietor to uh, you know to the to the large financial services company and, and everyone and in, in between. Yeah. One last thing, real quick. We got like thirty seconds. I have an idea for you. I think I've told Andy Shore yeah. about this. I didn't. I don't think he liked it. But Lansing Center, the walkway. All right, the walkway. 
Give it. Give me a folding card table. I'll charge uh, like a toll. Like make it like a tollway. Yeah. No. Here's here's what I think we need to do right there. There's a waterfall. There's a waterfall underneath that river right there, underneath that pedway. We need to get that thing turned back on this summer. We'll add a little bit of vibrancy to that waterfront. Come on. I love it. There you go. I love (laughs) it. All right. Hey, Tim Damon, Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce. We appreciate it. Maybe we chat again next week, huh? All right. Thanks, Mike. Have a good day. See See you, buddy. 1320 WILS.